Each episode, we take a box, an ordinary box, an unmarked box, a box whose contents are a mystery and whose origin and destination are unknown. And together, we discover what's inside. Together, we explore the connections and associations its interior yields. This, this is Unlocked Box. Every week on the show, it has been the same. I have been seated in physical space before a microphone, and I have opened a box, an unmarked, tangible box. And I have reached inside this box, this very real, very unmarked box, and I've extracted an object, an object that has its own physical properties and is, in many respects, as actual as the box from which it came. I have then examined this object, coaxed it into yielding up its connections and associations, and come to some kind of conclusion about what it represents. Usually, after these intense interrogations into the unknown, I come away feeling like a changed person like I have learnt something fundamental about the nature of all things. I develop a new appreciation for aspects of the physical world that I had previously overlooked. Simple things like the way a shadow falls, or the ingenious construction of a wine cask. Things that in the rush of everyday life you seldom stop to think about, to truly consider. Though I've discussed concepts and themes and metaphors, things which themselves do not occupy physical space, these discussions were grounded, as it were, by their relationship to something concrete, in this case, an unmarked box. But this week will be different. This week we'll be dealing with things that, in a material sense, do not exist. This week we'll be exploring a new realm, a realm that lies beyond the reach of our senses, a realm that only appears after we close our eyes, after we've begun to drift into an unconscious state. This week on Unmarked Box, we will not be opening an ordinary box, but a dream box, an unmarked dream box.
If you are listening to this in the morning, perhaps with a delicious cup of coffee on the table before you, you may wish to pause the podcast and return to it when you're feeling a little less alert, tired even. Ideally when it's dark and you're laying in bed and making preparations for sleep. You may proceed regardless, of course, but if you'd prefer to experience this podcast in the manner in which it was intended to be consumed, I would suggest deferring your enjoyment until your eyelids feel heavier and your mind is at its most susceptible. In any event, listener, I will now ask you to close your eyes. How did you go? Did you close them? All the way? Good. Then let's begin. Do you feel yourself falling away? Do you feel your mind, your body, everything that you think defines you begin to leave? Do you feel your memories evaporate into nothingness one by one? Can you see your personality as it's carried further and further away? like a child's balloon. That personality, already diminished to a speck in the upper atmosphere, was never really you. You know that. On some level you know that your personality was just a front, a loose collection of anecdotes, biographical detail, and tiresome jokes. Something you present to other people in the hope that its form will appeal to them. Maybe induce them to befriend you. Maybe induce them to love you. Something that is no more a reflection of your true self than a favourite t-shirt is. It's your best attempt at being who you want to be. But it is never who you are. Well, it's gone now. See? Look at the purple sky, the cotton ball clouds, the smiling sun. 
Look everywhere around this landscape of pink hills and brutalist architecture, and you will see that your personality is nowhere to be found. It has vanished, and it will not return. For the next phase of this dream, I will require your assistance. Do you remember that landscape I described? The purple sky, the pink hills. Can you see it? Good. First, I will need you to flatten its topography. Those rolling hills, those rolling pink hills, cease their rolling. Push them down until they are flush with the surrounding plains, until they are hills no more. You should now be looking at a flat stretch of land, a flat stretch of pink land. Next I will need you to take out your scalpel, your dream scalpel. You'll find it in your breast pocket. That's the one. Now, I will need you to undertake a very delicate operation. It is critical that you listen carefully and that your actions are precise. Visualize a large cross on the landscape. A cross whose lines intersect at a 90 degree angle and whose arms, the lines that point out from the center, are as wide as they are long, with one exception. The arm pointing due east is the same width as the other arms, but it is twice as long. This is an important detail. Okay, have you got it? Can you see the cross? Excellent. Now, do you remember the scalpel? The dream scalpel you fished out of your breast pocket? I need you to cut around the perimeter of the cross with the scalpel. What you are doing, listener, is cutting away all the parts of this landscape that are not contained within this cross shape. Are you ready? It's okay if you're not. I can give you a minute. You are ready. Wonderful. Let us begin. Insert the... Yep, exactly like that. And just keep... Perfect. Very impressive. There. We have our cross. Our pink cross. Now, what I would like you to do is fold up each of the arms of the cross so they form a 90 degree angle on the z-axis. The sides of the arms should be touching once you've done this. Yes, just like that. Now, you'll see that the arm that was pointing due east, the long one, is sticking up higher than the others. I need you to put a fold in the arm at the point which exceeds the height of the other arms, then fold it over towards the centre of the cross, once again at a 90 degree angle. That's it. Perfect. Now look upon your works, ye mighty, and rejoice. You have created a beautiful pink box. And do you notice something about the box? What can you see on its six exterior surfaces? That's right, nothing. It's an unmarked box. A beautiful pink unmarked box, floating in a purple sky, under cotton ball clouds, by a smiling sun.
what you are looking at, listener, is this week's unmarked box. An unmarked dream box. Let's take a short break and then, you guessed it, we'll find out what's inside. Because now there's more than one podcast on the network, I was wondering how to do an advertisement for this podcast oh to put on other podcasts. What do you mean, like, pay someone to read your advertisement? No, no. Is it, uh, you know how you, when you listen to, like, a podcast on one of these podcast networks, it goes to, a, like, a, an ad. So if someone is like, I'm going to read and listen to this dumb show about boxes. Yeah, that's right. I'll listen to Friday Day Plus too. So I can stick a, an ad for Unmarked Fox on, on the next episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But also on Unmarked Box itself, there yeah, can I be an ad, an ad for, yeah, for this. I, I, but anyway, I was thinking of like initially, like maybe I can just take some audio from an existing episode. But I was like, no, usually it's the hosts talking about why people should listen to Well, sometimes their it's like podcasts. clips of the podcast, you know. But usually there's like a framing introduction. Yeah, there is a framing which we Which we can do like momentarily. Project A Plus every week on Off Brand Horse. It's about films. It is now time to open the box. Can you still see it in front of you? Can you still see the unmarked box made of scalpel land? Perfect. Now, let's unfold the top and discover what's inside. Hmm. It appears to be the interior of a house. Can you see it too? An old weatherboard house in St Kilda East. There is a man walking down a hallway. He is carrying a microphone in his right hand. He's about five foot five, if that, and he's wearing tan pants, a green t-shirt, and a blue jumper. He has a three-day growth on his face, and his hair is flecked with grey. I'd say he's 31, 32 max, or whatever your name is. He's now entering a kitchen area. He has just placed the microphone in the windowsill, above the sink. He has picked up an electric kettle. He is filling it with water. He has placed the kettle back on its base and turned it on. He has gone over to a cupboard and he is removing a scale, a French press, a small grinder and a bag of coffee. And he's walking over and placing them on the counter by the sink.
he has put the grinder on top of the scale. And he's filling it with coffee beans from the bag. Now he is grinding the beans. He has retrieved a yellow cup from the cupboard and placed it beside the French press. The kettle has boiled. He is now pouring hot water into the French press. He has returned the kettle to its base. He is swishing the hot water around the French press. He's pouring some of the hot water into a yellow mug. He's poured the rest of it into the sink. He is putting the ground coffee from the grinder into the French press. He is retrieving the kettle. He is pouring hot water into the French press. He has returned the kettle to its base. Now he is getting a spoon. He is stirring the coffee inside the French press. He is washing the spoon. He has placed the spoon into the cutlery section of a wireframe drying rack. He is placing the lid of the French press back on the main vessel. 
he has set a timer for six minutes. He has removed a jar of peanut butter, a small bottle of Tabasco sauce, and a salt shaker from a cupboard, and he has placed them on the counter. He has also taken out a plate and placed it on the counter. He has opened the freezer. He has retrieved two slices of white bread from a plastic bag. He has placed the two slices of bread in the slots of a toaster, set the toaster to defrost and activated the toaster. He has taken a knife from a drawer and placed it on the plate. The bread has finished defrosting. He inspects the bread, turns it over, and activates the toaster again. He has pressed the cancel button on the toaster and is checking the bread. He has activated it again.
He has pressed the cancel button on the toaster again and removed the bread. He is spreading peanut butter on the toast. He is pouring Tabasco sauce on top of the peanut butter. He is shaking salt on top of the peanut butter and the Tabasco sauce. Six minutes is up. He is cutting each piece of toast in two, using the knife. He has returned to the French press, and he is now pressing down the filter. He has placed the plate of toast beside the French press. He has poured a measure of coffee into the yellow cup. He has taken out his phone and is moving his fingers across its screen. He has placed the phone on the counter beside the plate. He is sipping the coffee. He is eating the toast.
He has picked up his phone again and is moving his fingers across its screen. He has put the phone back in his pocket. He has resumed drinking coffee. And eating toast. He has placed the plate in the sink. He is washing the plate. He has placed the plate in the wireframe drying rack. He is blowing his nose. <coughs> the ritual complete. He stands back and contemplates the emptiness of his existence. The pitiful, disgusting. Do you mind? He begins talking to himself. I'm not talking to myself, I'm talking to you. He continues talking, carrying out a one-sided conversation in an empty house. This pathetic, pitiful... I'm pathetic. No, mate, you're the one who's pathetic. No job, no prospects, no relationship. And you spend your weeks fucking making podcasts about boxes that no one's going to listen to. Toast crumbs on the bristles of his fledgling beard, his eyes wild, manic. Keep, keep narrating, it's fine, fine. Listen, I'll play along, you know, I'm a good sport. Uh, listeners, do you want to know what's in the unmarked box this week? The mysterious unmarked box. Do you, do you really want to know what's inside the, the unmarked box this week? Because I can tell you, I've got the answer. What's inside the unmarked box this week is 40 minutes you'll never get back.
means that it's time to open your eyes and switch on the light. Time to reacquaint yourself with the quote, real world, unquote. The pink box is gone. So too the purple sky and the smiling sun. So too the weatherboard house in St Kilda East and the pathetic, disgusting, pitiful man eating toast. See you next week. Oh.